The following podcast is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to a special bonus series, if you will. This is a little bit of a spinoff series or a little bit of a sub-series for the listeners of Mr. Benfica. This is the Tasa Show, and I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinu. And the purpose of this show is to bring everybody up to date in Tasa Portugal, which it is a Tasa weekend this weekend, as the first division te- the first division teams enter the competition at this round. We're going to be in the third round. And per the policy or the rules of the draw of this round, um, the FPF decided that all of the first division teams would go into pot two and everybody else would be in pot one. And that the first team drawn in each matchup would be the home team and that the, the federation decided that the first team would be drawn from pot one the second team from pot two until there were no teams left in pot two. And then from there, they would draw, obviously, every every other matchup out of pot one with the first team drawn as the home team. So short, uh, short story, all the first division teams are going on the road in this round, although there's workarounds, as we've seen in the past, where... <laughs> Um, the first division teams also make a big stink about the facilities and the, the pitch conditions or sport TV has an issue with the lighting at some of these smaller stadiums for these amateur and semi-professional sides. And I think that's all a bunch of crap, to be honest with you. I think the beauty of cup football is you draw, you go where you're drawn and you play in the conditions that exist. End of story. Um, but unfortunately matches have been moved to accommodate the larger teams, but that's not the point of this this episode today. So what the point is, is to bring you up to date on everything going on in the Taça de Portugal 2020-2021. As you know, Football Club do Porto are the reigning uh, cup winners. They hold the cup as we speak. And just like Benfica and all the other first division teams, they enter at this round. But two rounds have been played so far. So... We will start with a recap, all right, and round one was quite the uh, cluster, you know what, as um, there were a lot of teams that opted not to take part in the the Portuguese Cup this year in Taça de Portugal due to, to um, well, due to COVID-19 implications and the fact that without fans in the stadiums, that they things like they couldn't finance their travel. Like a lot of teams from the Azores withdrew from the competition. And the first round, like I said, was a cluster because the FPF was searching high and low for teams to enter the tournament just to fill out the rounds. So a whole bunch of teams received a bye in the first round. And there were games played. And then I believe there's also the the thing that happens only in Portugal where you get eliminated and you lose, and then magically, to avoid having a bye, they bring you back in in a later round to fill a slot, and it's happened in the past. And it, I swear these things only happen in Portugal. 
and I'm bringing up the first round results for you right now okay and it'll be just a moment as they pull up and um, the first round was was played by the real real minnows of, of football I mean um, mostly teams in the first round it was there were 88 teams from the third level the Campeonato de Portugal and 43 teams from the district football associations the different different district FAs so in the 2021 Taça de Portugal this is the 81st edition of the Taça uh, it is the premier knockout competition in Portuguese football the Prova Rainha the Queen competition if you will um, although it does not get treated as such anymore, and that to me is very disappointing and very upsetting, as the FPF, the Portuguese Federation, has uh, played around with it too much. They moved the final away from from uh, Jamor last season. I'm hopeful that the final will return there, but I'm not confident. I think, especially if fans can be in the stadium by May, I I have this this bad feeling that the FPF is going to go back to Coimbra or back to Aveiro, um, and I get this because well, on December the third coming up, we have the women's football uh, Portuguese Cup final. Okay, the women's Taça de Portugal final from last season. So what they did with the women's game because last season was called off, we were down to the, the last four teams in Taça de Portugal. Benfica, Famalicão, Sporting Braga, and Estoril. So the FPF decided that they would resume that competition this season before starting a new cup. All right, so Benfica won in a semifinal on the road at Famalicão, and Braga won at home to Estoril earlier this week. So it's going to be Benfica versus Braga on the 3rd of December to decide last year's uh, Portuguese Cup winner. Now, why that game is not being played at the Jamur as it should be, unless Bolanish Saad have a match that day, okay? In which case, it could very easily be played at the City of Football, where our under 21s have played matches, international matches, and where Bolanish Saad has played in the past. Um, unless that's the, the conflict, and if that's the case, then it should just be moved to another date. No, the FPF has moved the women's Portuguese Cup final, or they never, I, you can't even say they moved it. They scheduled it for the municipal stadium of Aveiro. Maybe this was for travel reasons, but still, the final should be in Jamor. That is our national stadium, and I'm really tired of, of it getting disrespected. That national stadium should have been modernized years ago, a generation ago. And the FPF has never been as valuable as it is today. You have the world's most recognizable athlete wearing your badge. You have the most marketable individual possibly in the entire sports world wearing your badge. The FPF collects all kinds of royalties on his image and his image rights. And you're telling me that you can't renovate the Stadio Nacional, the national stadium, to be a proper national stadium. If you don't want the national team to play there every single time, I understand that. But that stadium deserves to be modernized. It deserves to be renovated and deserves to be a suitable home for the annual cup final. And I, for me, it should be the home field for the national team. That's just where I stand. They should play all. It should be brought up to a standard where all competitive 
national team matches are played there. Yeah, I know you get into the bickering and the bidding war between the big three clubs over hosting the national team. And then when they don't get it, they, they accuse the federation of favoritism. That would do away with all of that. But that's, you know, a topic for another episode. But anyway, according to the Portuguese Cup's Wikipedia page, so naturally it's reliable, <laughs> um, it does say that the, the Cup final will is scheduled for the 23rd of May 2021, tentatively at the Stadio Nacional. So we'll see if that holds up or if they move it again like they did last season. There was no reason for that final last season between Benfica and Porto to be played in Coimbra. It could have been played at the Stadio, I'm sorry, at the Cidad Football, the city of football, and still been on the Jamur um, premises. If they couldn't use the proper stadium, and and I don't understand. Tell me what the difference between last, last uh, what was it, August when the cup final was played, to three weeks later when when the new season started, or four weeks later, and Bolinish Sad was now able to play at the Jamur. And guess where? Sporting Club Portugal's away game in this round of the sport of the Portuguese Cup. They're supposed to be away to Sacavanes. Guess where they're playing? They're not playing in Sacavan, where Sacavanes is from. No, 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 no. They're playing at the Jamur. It's just, uh, I swear, these are the things that only happen in Portugal and only happen with the FBF. But anyway, so there are a total number of 165 teams participating in this year's edition of the Portuguese Cup. And we are now at round three, but in round one, we had a lot of teams entering. We had uh, 88, like I said, 88 teams from the Campeonato de Portugal and 43 teams from the District Football Associations. Obviously, that's an odd number, so not everybody played in the round. And you had more teams added uh, in round two. The 16 teams from Liga Pro, the second division, entered. And now in this round, the 18 teams from the first division are added to those teams. So let's take a look here. Let's go through the results for round one, okay? And as we work through them, maybe we will find a team that has lost and been re-entered. I don't know. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. But there were a number of buys in round one. And uh, so the following teams received a, a buy in round one. Esperança de Lagos from the third division from the Campeonato de Portugal. Meirelinense. Also received a bye. Vitória Stubal, a bye there this year in the Campeonato de Portugal as well. Remember the controversial ruling that relegated them two le leagues last last summer. Ovarense from the district uh, championships from the Lisbon FA um, also was drawn to receive a bye. All these buys were were granted by by luck of the draw. By the way, these are all drawn out of of the pot to get a bye. Agueda was given a buy from Campeonato de Portugal, Caldas Sport Club, my other club, my my local club. Uh, they received a buy as well. Uh, Mortagua of the Campeonato de Portugal, Fontinhas, Vidalgo, and Olympic Montijo, all of the Campeonato de Portugal, as well as Amora from the Campeonato de Portugal, received buys. Also receiving buys from the district uh, leagues, from the district level. Uh, which is the is fully amateur, one level below the Campeonato de Portugal. Vilar de Perdizes, Desportivo de Monção, Estudantes Africanos, uh, Rebordelo 
Idanyens, Union de Montemor, Sizimbra. Those are all teams from local FA championships. They all received buys. And also from Campeonato de Portugal, Salgueiros, Sporting Espinho, and Oriental of Lisbon. Uh, they're called Oriental Lisboa in this competition um, to distinguish them from Oriental Dra uh, Dragão um, received by. So here are the results in uh, round one. This was played on September the 26th. Uh, uh, these games were played on September the 26th. Amarish of the district of the amateur ranks district level were beaten 1-0 at home by VNS. Bersu from, from Greater Guimarães of the Campeonato Portugal beaten at home 2-1 by Vila Verdense. Bragança of that level as well, Campeonato Portugal, also beaten at home by, by a district side, uh, Limianus. That match in, in Bragança, of course, the home, the home city and the original club of Pizzi. Cerveira were two nil victors at home against Britu. Both of those teams in the Campeonato Portugal, Agia Vimioso were were beaten uh, two to one after extra time at home by Mirandela. Maria da Font won. Uh, sorry. Maria da Font 1, Montalegre 2. Remember Montalegre last season gave Benfica all they could handle in this precise round of the competition. Um, they also are from the Campeonato Portugal out of the third level. Uh, Caçadores das Taipas were beaten 3-0 at home by Faf. Uh, AD Porto da Cruz were beaten 4-1 at home by Camacha. That match was played in Funchal in Madeira. Both of those are Madeiran sides. Trofense would win 7-6 on penalties after a 0-0 draw against Vila Mea. Or Vila Mea. São Martino of the third level. 2-0 winners after extra time over Pividain. Pedras Rubras. 2-1 winners after extra time at home to Amarante. Vila Real. 1-0 winner at home. After extra time to uh, Mondinense and Felgueiras. It looks like Felgueiras and Desportivo das Aves was not played as Desportivo das Aves withdrew from the competition. I think they might have even folded the football department altogether and they're going to restart it in the very bottom level. Talking, of course, about Desportivo das Aves that had that tragedy. That was uh, the way their season went last, last year. And... Um, we remember talking about that on this show, don't we? And they're continuing their financial troubles. Now, on October the 7th, this match was moved all the way to October the 7th. And it was Union de Madeira at home, losing 5-0 to Tircense. Back to the 27th of September 2020. São João de Ver were 1-0 winners over Lusitania Lorosa. Gondomar wins 7-0 at home over Meda. Queen Bronch won 1-2 uh, losers at home. So they were beaten um, in Santa Marina. Uh, funny, they were able to use their stadium in this year in round one last year when they got to round three and had to play Porto. They couldn't use it and they had to play the match at Porto's training ground. Again, only in Portugal. 
Queen Bruins one, uh, Valadares Gaia two. So Valadares Gaia advances. Paredes one, Castro Dair nil. Canelas two, Foz nil. Santa Marta de Penaguão, Penaguião, excuse me. Two, Sinfange nil. Câmara de Lobos two, Lessa one. Beira Mar one, Oliveira do Hospital nil. In a little bit of a central Portugal derby there between Aveiro and Coimbra. Uh, Ferreira das Aves, nil. São Joãoense, one. An- Anandia, Andia, sorry, Anadia, two. Condesha, nil after extra time. Calvão, nil. Carapinheirense, one. That game was played in Calvão. Those are both amateur sides from local district championships. Ansan, three. Tosha, one. Aguiar da Beira, one. Vila Cortez, four. Lusitano, Vilde Moinos, nil. Aguias do Moradal, nil. This one would go to penalty kicks, and Lusitano would win 6 5. Alcães, two. Vitoria do Cernache, two. After extra time and penalty kicks, it's Vitoria de Sarnash winning 4-3 on penalties. Tomar, 2. Port uh, Monsens, nil. That match was played in Tomar. Sertanense, 1. Benfica Castel Branco, nil. Grap, 2. Alquedon da Serra, 1. That match was played in Campo de Charneca. Crato, nil. Union de Leiria, 4. Porto Alegrense, nil. Marinhense, 11. So the side from Marinha Grande in the Leiria district winning 11 nothing. That's the big, the largest margin of victory we've seen thus far. Fátima, nil. Oleiros, 3. Peru Pinheiro, 1. Praiense, nil after extra time. Sacavanense, 2. Sintrense, nil. Torreense, 3. Union Almerim, nil. Alverca versus Guadalupe, and that match was not played. I do believe that Guadalupe, who are from the Azorian island of Graciosa, withdrew as they could not make the trip or did not have enough players registered. It was some some um, clerical reason they were removed or did not play that match. Lorañez um, from Lorinha. Nil, Union Santarain, three. Fazendense, nil. Primeiro Dezembro, two. Ericeirense, nil. Lourdes, three. Sporting do Ideal, four. Football Club Val Formoso, nil. In Ribeira Grande, in the Azores. Uh, São Roque dos Açores, nil. Estrela da Amadora, three. As they return to the national competition, Estrela da Amadora, that is. Um, as we talked about before, or I've mentioned before, their merger in the offseason with Sintra Football, SAD, um, the merger of the SAD from Sintra Football and the club of Estrela da Madura, uh granted Estrela da Madura promotion two levels into the national championship, into the Campeonato Nacional, the third division, and with that comes a place in the Portuguese Cup. Then we have Fabril do Barreiro to Rabo de Peixe, nil. P. 
Pinhal 9 2 Athletic Club Portugal nil. Real uh, Sport Club did not play against Lusitania dos Açores. I think that was for the same reason. Lusitania withdrawing. Um, Oriental Dragon also, I believe, advanced due to the withdrawal of Fayal. Barreirense advanced due to a withdrawal from Madalena. And then Alustrelense win 1-0 after extra time over Praia Milfontes. Lusitana de Evra would lose on penalties after a 0-0 draw. They would lose 4-3 on penalties to Moncarpachense. I uh, I apologize. I have not never heard of some of these. Some of these teams are representing what we call aldeias, like literally tiny, tiny townships and villages. <laughs> Olianense nil Lusitano Lusitano Ginásio Clube de Évora two. That match was played in Olion. Vasco da Gama de Vid de Vidigueira one. Juventude de Évora. Two after extra time. So both Evora sides winning in round one of the competition. And then we move to October the 5th. And it is Moura. Two. Kula Trans. Kula Trans. Nil. Ferreiras. Two. Loletanu. Two. After extra time. On penalties it is Ferreiras advancing. And we move now to the second round with 92 teams. And uh, we'll take a quick break before I read off these results. Be right back with round two here on the Tasa Show. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu. You can follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. On Instagram at Mr. Benfica. And on uh, Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. As well as at www.mrbenfica.com. And welcome back to the Tassa Show. And this is the very first episode, of course, of the Tassa Show here on the Mr. Benfica feed. And we're now at round two, so we're catching you up to speed. And in round two of this year's Tassa de Portugal Portuguese Cup, total of 92 teams were involved in the second round draw, which was held on the 10th of September 2020. The 16 teams from the Liga Portugal Two, the second division joined the 55 winners from the first round and the 21 teams that received a bye to the second round in all uh, Liga 2 teams would play this round as visitors. So the same treatment that the first division teams get in the current round. So let's run down these results real quick. Uh, we have Sertanes, Nil, Istoril, Praia, Four, that match was played in Sertan. And then the one that broke my heart in this round, let me tell you, I was following this game on the FOTMOB app. There was no video anywhere. It was not on television. And unlike the last time my boys here were made a run in the cup, um, there were fans in the stands in those days to stream the match on Facebook Live, believe it or not. Just two seasons ago, Caldas Sport Club went all the way to the semifinal before being knocked out by eventual winners, Sportivo Zavs, in extra time, mind you. Um, up until that semifinal where they were finally televised, uh, all the matches I had seen via Facebook because fans were, were recording the match with their phones from inside the stadium on Facebook Live, and it was the only way I was able to accompany the, that run, and, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'll never forget the way that I lived that run by Kaldish, but unfortunately this year it was not meant to be, as Kaldish would play 
Sporting the Covillon from the second division. So third division versus second division. The match would end 1-1 after extra time. And Sporting the Covillon would win 5-4 on penalties. And would advance. Uh, that was on the 10th of October. Still on the 10th of October, we have Ovarense 1, Oriental Dragon 2 after extra time. Union de Montemor 0, Feirense 2, Vidago 1, Vila Franquense 5, Esperança de Lagos 1, Penafiel 3, Fontinhas 1, Mafra 0. This was a big result. This was one of the, the first upsets in this year's edition of the Taça de Portugal as Fontinhas knock out the, at the time, league leaders in League 2 and still at the top right now, Mafra in League 2, but they were knocked out by Fontinhas. Estrela da Amadora 2, Lusitano David Moinhos 0. Juventude Evra 1, Académica Coimbra 3, Primeiro Dezembro 2, União de Leiria 3, Porto Mocense Nil Real 3, Real Massama in the Lisbon region. Amora 1, Ferreiras Nil after extra time. Ansa 2, Sacavanense 2 after extra time. Sacavanense win on penalties 4 to 3. Camara de Lobos nil. Vizela 2. Cara Pinheirense nil. Pinhal Novense 2. Cerveira nil. Oriental de Lisboa 2. Desportivo de Monção 2. Barreirense nil. Estudantes Africanos nil. Roca. Five. That match played in, in Bragança. Grap, who are out of the Ladia region. One, Cova da Piedad, four. Idanense, uh, nil. Torreense of Torres Vedras, eight. So that's the biggest uh, blowout thus far in this round. Limianus, two. Aljustrelense, one after extra time. Lorge, nil, Gondomar, two, Lusitano de Évora, two, Mortagua, one, after extra time, Moncarpachense, one, Anadia, Anandia, this is a word I can never say, and they are in, they are in Caldejaceri, and I can never, never pronounce this one, Anadia is, is how I say it, but they advance, one to two, they, they win on the road at Moncarpachense, Montalegre 3, Vila Cortez 1, Moura 0, Beira Mar 2, Oleiros 3, Mirandela 2, Pero Pinheiro 0, Faf 1, São João de Ver 0, Marinhense 0, after extra time, and Marinhense would win on penalty kicks, São Joãoense 0, Canelas 0, São Joãoense win on penalties in São João de Madeira. And goodbye to Fernando Madureira and his Canelas thugs. They are gone. Remember, they went all the way to the quarterfinals last year. And then their their leader, Fernando Madureira, made a public statement that his dream was to reach the semifinals to play Porto where he would play the first half on the field against Porto and then spend the second half in the stands 
rooting for Porto. The stupidest comment, the most idiotic comment that has ever been made by a footballer anywhere on the world in the world. October 11th, Santa Marta de Penaguão 1, Leixões 5, São Martinho 1, Paredes 2, Vianense 0, Vilar de Perdizes 1, Vila Real 2, Casa Pia 3, Cisimbra 1, Oliveirense 4, Espinho, Sporting Espinho 1, Desportivo de Chaves 0, another, ups, uh, another upset where 3rd Division beats the 2nd Division, Trofense 4, Águeda 2, Vitória Sarnash, nil. Fabril Barreiro, 2. Sporting Ideal, nil. Marelinense, nil. Marelinense would win on penalties, 4-3 that match. In the Ribeira Grande in the Azores. Alverca, 2. Camacha, 1. Alverca advances. Tircense, 2. Olympic Montijo, 3. And the third uh, in a battle of third division sides, Vila Verdense one, Union Santarain one, goes to penalties and Vila Verdense wins five to four. Ribordelo one, Verzin three, Felgueiras two, Valadares Gaia one, Vitória Stubal nil, Académico de Viseu one, Pedras Rubras two, Salgueiros three. That concludes the third, the second round, excuse me, and that that match was played on all the way, um, moved up all the way to a, the 11th of November this past week. So Salgueiros, the last team to book their spot in the third round. Now we move to the third round, and this is where we are now, with first division teams entering, all of them playing on the road, of course, as we said. There are a total of 64 teams now involved in the third round. And the draw was held on the 22nd of October. I remember I watched that one live. And the 18 teams from the Primera Liga joined the 46 winners from the second round. So this year, fortunately, nobody that lost was re-entered into the tournament, which in years past is something the FPF has have found as a suitable thing to do. All Primera League teams, all Primera Liga teams, as we said, Liga Notch teams will play as visitors. Um, we have 18 teams from the first division, 14 from the second, 29 from the third, and we still have three teams from the amateur ranks of the district championships floating around as well. And one match has already concluded, as I talked to you here, at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the 20th of November. Yes, I should be working right now. I'm technically at work, but I am doing this instead, so please don't tell my boss. Uh, Gilles Vicente of the first division survives a scare on the road at Oleiros. The match goes nil-nil after extra time, but Gilles Vicente went 4-2 to on penalty kicks and just kicked off um, just moments ago, actually. We have, it was a 12.30 start this afternoon, and actually we already have a goal, so I will update you. Uh, this is in Santa Maria da Feira. In a battle of, of a second division team versus a third division team. Fadence are down 1-0 at home to Amora. Amora scoring in the 24th minute. Fotmob does not tell me who scored the goal. But it is currently currently 1-0 to Amora in that game. And then later today, this we, 
we have third division Union de Leiria hosting first division Portimonense at the Magalhães Pessoa in Leiria. And then tomorrow, the majority of the matches will be played. All right, so I will run them down for you. Or Oriental Dragon will host Leixões in Moita. Oriental Lisboa will host Famalicão in Lisbon. Montalegre will host Académic de Viseu. Fabril do Barreiro will host Football Club do Porto. Arroca will host Vitória Guimarães. Trofense will host Sporting Braga. Paredes will host Benfica. We'll talk about that one before we conclude. Uh, Salgueiros will host Sporting de Covilhã. Limianos will host Fontinhas in Ponte de Lima. Torreense will host Alverca in Torres Vedras. Felgueiras will host Tondela. Sporting Espinho will host Gondomar, while Vilar de Perdizes will travel to Faf. Anandia, or Ana, Anandia will host Pinhal Novense. Vila Verdense will host Olympique de Montijo. Beira Mar will host Santa Clara. Marinhense will host Cova da Piedade in Marinha Grande. Estoril will host Lusitano de Évora. Monção hosting Rio Ave as a district team takes on a first division side. Vila Franquense will host São Joãoense. Mareilinense will host Mureirense. Casa Pia will host Nacional. Oliveirense at home to Passos de Ferreira and Oliveira de Zamej. Vizela will host Boa Vista while Maritimo travel to Penafiel. Bisad, as they're called in this competition, as to not confuse them, the Federation does not recognize them as Bolognese Sad, simply as Bisad, but the League of the Clubs recognizes them as Bolognese Sad, so there's a little bit of a naming uh, battle going on there. <laughs> but it, anyhow, the team with no home and the team with no club, that's just the Sad in blue. Code City, as I call them, they're traveling. Uh, they're making a short trip to Massama to take on Real Academica Coimbra host Verzin in a battle of second division teams. Sacavanense will host Sporting. That one's going to be at the Jamur, as we said. And Estrela da Madura will host Farense. That is the lineup for this weekend. And I will have another episode probably... And I should say, Estrela da Madura's home match with Ferenc will be played on December the 3rd. And thus, why, wow. Thus, perhaps, why the Women's Cup Final will be in Aveiro. Because Estrela da Madura will be playing at the Jamor against Ferenc in the third round of the Men's Portuguese Cup. That, to me, is unacceptable. I'm sorry. It is a cup final on the other end. And the national stadium is being used for a third division match. When Estrela Amadora can play in virtually any stadium in Greater Lisbon that they want to. There's plenty of options. And the match does not have to be scheduled on December the 3rd. Yeah, I just, I got, I got, I'm speechless when it comes to the FPF. And the way that they run, they run competitions. It's absolutely a disgrace. Um... It obviously can't be this weekend because Sporting and and Sacavanes are playing 
at the Jamur. So naturally, I guess the Jamur needs 15 days or so to to rest the grass, I guess, before they can host another match or something. It's just it's 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 out of this world. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. Some of the just Chparach is the word we say in, in Portuguese that the Federation is guilty of. Um, that said, okay, there's been talk about this round, and I've heard a lot of commentators talk about how the Tasa doesn't mean that much anymore and how, you know, they've taken the, the fans are out of the, the competition, and that means that it's no big deal, and the small clubs have no advantage hosting these games. They're right to an extent, but you know what? When the whistle blows and the match begins, it doesn't matter. I'm really, really getting tired of hearing commentators over and over and over talk about the lack of fans. Okay, this is a reality that we live in today. I don't like it any more than anybody else. But to keep pointing to it and basically telling you it's not worth your time to watch these games. Do you like football or do you not? If you like football, you can get into this match, okay? This is cup football. This is supposed to be exciting, okay? With or without fans, if you're engaged and you're fully locked in on the match, it shouldn't make a difference if you really like football. I know not everybody watches it the way I do. I understand that, okay? I understand that I hyper-focus when I watch football. That's just the way I am and the way I have always been, but my... My counter to that argument that fan without fans it's not worth playing is from just two days ago. Let me tell you, Wednesday. Okay, I'm going to point to Benfica's women's team. Yes, I am. That match, they played in Belgium on Wednesday. Okay, and I can't wait to review it on Mr. Benfica. At Anderlecht, nobody in the stands. And if you're a Benficista and you watched that match, you didn't even notice. You forgot about that. You know why? Because the match was that good. What a match. What a result. What an accomplishment for Benfica's women. They booked their spot in the Champions League proper in their first go at it. The team was founded two years ago, and they're going to the round of 32 of the Champions League. It would have been a group stage had COVID not changed UEFA's plans to uh, to implement the group stage this year. But now they're going to get a home game because they're going to play a two-legged round okay, against one of the big shots, no question about it. They're going to get Leon, or they're going to get Wolfsburg, or they're going to get Manchester City, whoever. Um, there's a good chance they're going to get one of the Sharks. But you know what? They're going to get to play one of the Sharks at home as well. they got two more matches in Europe. And that match was a true, pure cup football match. Maybe it's because I've been around football that is played in front of nobody my whole life. Okay, Maybe it's because I've seen so many great matches in, in an inner city park. With five people there, okay, between two no-name teams loaded with amateur players. And I've completely been been sucked in and completely won over by some of these amateur matches. And I've played in matches with nobody there that were phenomenal, that are absolute, you know, gems in my mind. Memories I'll never forget. I have coached matches in front of nobody. That I will never forget. I know where I was. I know 
I can almost replay the entire match in my mind. And at no point was I saying, man, too bad there's no fans here. Because the match was that good. This Benfica-Anderlecht or Anderlecht-Benfica Women's Champions League match was like that. And for somebody this weekend and this round of the Taça de Portugal, somebody can make that their experience with or without fans. Yes, everyone agrees it would be better if there were fans. That's like stating that, that that's stating the obvious. That doesn't need to be said. We all know that football is not the same. We all know that it would be better with fans. That's like pointing out that the sky is blue to everybody. And then, you know, it, 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 we get it. it. It goes without saying. However, this is our reality. We play without fans right now. And, you know, it, it, I'm glad we're just we're even playing because those weeks with no matches were were no fun. Okay, those were – this. It, this is much better than no football, okay? And if you don't agree and you don't like it, don't watch. Nobody's making you watch. But this is the cup for these players playing for Torreyens, playing for Felgades, for, for Sporting de Spinho, or even more so for Vila Franquense and for, for Sacavanes, especially for Paredes, okay, for Fabril. For these team, these players, this is the chance of a lifetime. They're going to play on Sport TV. They're going to play against names that they know. They're going to play against clubs that they, for many of them, are fans of. Many players from those levels are going to play against the club they support this weekend. No, I shouldn't say many. But in those teams that drew those clubs, there are fans of the team they're playing. No matter what, it is the experience of a lifetime. And this this competition needs to be much more respected by both the media and by the Federation. It needs to be respected. And these, match, the, these matches should be played wherever they're drawn. I don't care if you're from an aldea of 100 people and you have a plado field, you know, a dirt field. If you're drawn at home, you play on that field and that is the magic of cup football tired of of overpaid spoiled professionals complaining about everything okay in the old days you had league games that were played on those fields suck it up go on the road do your business be a professional win your match and move on to the next round stop complaining well, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to um, following these matches. Very few of them are going to be televised, but I look forward to following them. And hopefully camera crews ca are there to catch it when that upset happens. There should be an upset somewhere. Who knows who it's going to be. But hopefully they will catch it. And for somebody, it's going to be the day of a lifetime. They're going to score a goal against the club that they support or the club that they truly hate as a fan. Someone is going to play against an idol. This is what cup football is all about. Let's take a few minutes now to talk about Benfica. Okay. And I have here the convocatoria. Convocatoria. I have the team sheet for this match tomorrow against Paredes. And I'm going to pull that up right now. And we're going to talk about that for just a few moments because it is it needs to be addressed. So... First, I'm going to go through the injuries. So these players are out for different reasons. Okay, this is the Bulletin Clinic or the 
these scratches, as we say, in at least in American English. Andre Almeida is out with a ligament, a torn ligament. Um, Tobido is out with an Achilles, uh, an Achilles tendon on his right foot. A problem is an Achilles tendon. It looks like Pedrinho has a stress fracture in his right foot. Nun Tavares is out with a muscular uh, pull in his his right his right side. And then the news that that developed in the last 24 hours, Darwin Nunez is out, ruled out, in, as he has tested positive for COVID-19. And for this guy, can't his luck just can't get any worse. Ulian Weigel has tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Ulian Weigel didn't even go play for his national team. Darwin went to play for Uruguay. Interestingly enough, uh, his his national team teammate and his strike partner, Luis Suarez of Atletico Madrid, also tested positive, and he's going to miss his re- his matchup against his former club Barcelona this weekend. Again, this is the reality we live in: COVID. If you're going to keep testing people, you're going to find positives whether they're sick or not. Okay? And um, while I still believe there's a, there are things they're not telling us about this, uh, you have to respect the rules that are in play because if you don't, we won't have football. Okay? So, again, I'm not going to sit here and complain about international football and players going to play for their national team and picking up COVID. You know what? Really? The show must go on. I'm sorry. I am tired of all of these uh, these changes, and I'm tired of of everything being reduced and everything being minimized in terms of you know reducing capacity and re- reducing numbers and and people actually listening to government orders about how to spend their holidays. That's I mean. The, what scares me about this this virus is not getting sick. It's the way everyone just handed over all of their personal rights and personal freedoms to their governments. That That's what scares me. Now they know exactly, any tyrannical government now knows exactly how to get what they want from people. But that's a, that's a, a comment for another podcast, obviously. That is what we have here with, with, with Benfica's injury list now here is the list for the team embrace yourself for this sit down do not uh do not do anything right now um that may make you fall over because oh boy okay the goalkeepers elton elton late and svilar the defenders moratu joan Ferreira, calaisa ferro jardel and gilberto yep you heard that right Midfielders, Vukotic, Kevin Saboth, Paulo Bernardo, Gerson, Pizzi, Servi, Chiquinho, Tiago Araújo, and Samaris. The forwards, Daniel dos Anjos, Gonçalo Ramos, and did you ever think you'd hear this name again? Facundo Ferreira. Facundo Chucky Ferreira is in the team sheet for this round of the club. Of the cup, I know we're playing Paredes. I know we're playing a third division team, but in case things are going wrong, wouldn't it be good to just have a a Waldschmidt on the bench? If things are going bad, wouldn't it make sense to have a Rafa on the bench just in case? What is George Jesus doing here? I know there is a Europa League game on Thursday. I get that. I know a lot of guys just played international football. I get that too. 
but he's literally going to be playing like nine starters that have not played this season for the first team. He's literally making that many changes to play a team that is going to field their best side. Yeah, they might be amateur or semi-professional, but you know what? They're the guys that play together week in, week out. They're going to have chemistry. They're going to be super motivated, and when they see this team list, they're going to be extra motivated. They're going to have a whole, a whole new level of belief. Now, the good side, the positive, I think we're going to see a 90-minute effort from Gonzalo Ramos, and I think he is capable of of resolving the match. However, we have no idea what form this kid is going to be in. He's been on the he's been on the pine on the bench for for 3 months. He started on fire, but that was a long time ago. That was a long long time ago. We got a midfield that I mean, I'm going to assume he's going with Samadis and PZ to start it, but who knows? Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. He's got Chiquinho in there. Thiago Araújo is a player I like. He's a player I'm, I'm interested in seeing. Same thing with Paul Bernardo. But can't play them all. He can't possibly think that he can put his B team that's in last place in the second division, second to last place, whatever, in a relegation spot. He can't possibly think that he can put them on the field and win this game easily. It's almost like this is an April Fool's joke. But no, this is the list for tomorrow's match. So hopefully we get through this round and we're not humiliated. Now, the quality of the players should be enough to do it. But man, I don't know. I'm not as confident as I should be. I think he could have I think he could have utilized more first choice players. At least had him there if he needs them. But this is what he's doing, and um, I know it's a crucial match on Thursday at Rangers. But, boy, I think we're playing with fire here. Only time will tell. Um, I'll be back this weekend with a Mr. Benfica women's team review. Also working on a Mr. Portugal episode that is half done right now. I'll have that out in the next couple of days, um, or I should say in the next day or so. Uh, reviewing these three international fixtures from this past international break. For those of you that are national team Silesão fans, I will have that. And this Sunday, there'll be another Parking the Bus episode dropping, as well as a review of this this match that could potentially be. Who knows? Who knows? I, I don't know what to expect now against Paredes. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find this match on, on a stream or on television anywhere. We'll, we'll wait and see. Um, as of right now, I have not found anything confirming where it will be aired, but perhaps by game time, uh, it'll be on RTPE or something like that. We'll see, but I will be back to talk about it in some shape or form early next week. And I'll get you ready also for the Europa League trip to Rangers next Thursday. All right. That's going to do it for this first episode of the Tasa show. Thank you for listening. Went a little longer than I expected, but we are up to speed now. And I hope everybody enjoys their football this weekend. There is quite a bit of good matches on television from around the world. Um, but I hope everyone takes some time to uh, keep an eye on the Taça de Portugal. The Prova Reina. It is the queen competition. It is still an important competition. And if we don't give it the respect it deserves... It could die a very, very sad death, and I don't want to see that for this competition. This is this is a 
potentially great competition. It just needs to be run properly. That's all I that's my two cents on it. All right, I'm signing off, and I'll see you next time on Mr. Benfica. This is the Mr. Mike Agustinu signing off. Also, uh, do check do check out MrBenfica.com as I am posting some more content to that uh, in the next day or so. Thank you, and I'll catch you next time here on Mr. Benfica on the PTB Media Network.
Temos muita esperança e 